This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime merchandise such as toys and books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all your anime shopping needs. Well, since it's uh, a sausage fest today, just me and Kazuo. Yes. I thought that it, I thought that it would be fun to uh, to whip out some of the Church of Mitsugi's wow. bacon of the month bacon. We're just gonna whip it out. Yes. And just slap it right onto the table. So I've got some bacon of the month bacon here, which I'm showing to the to the audience. But the most important thing here is this is not just any any bacon. It is apple pie flavored bacon. Sweet baby Jesus. Yes. Anime Addicts Anonymous no live broadcast o kiite itadakimasu. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Welcome to episode 279 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Yeah! Wherever you're listening from, thank you for making us a part of your day. We are so glad to have you. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by one, one sausage-laden co-host today. Say hello, Kazuo. You know what? I may be laden with sausage, but today we are blessed by bacon. We are. We are. (laughs) And we're going to get to that in a minute. But first... You can find us at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. We are currently in the midst of the anime character battle. Our fourth, or maybe our fifth anime character battle, I can't remember, but we are halfway through the first round of the tournament, and things are getting heated, so head over to the website and vote for your favorite characters each day at aaapodcast.com. Of course, we're also on iTunes, we're on Facebook. You can tweet us at AAA Podcast. We're also at AAA Kazuo. And, of course, we're live on YouTube every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so come check us out on there. Hello to the live audience. It is lovely to have you, as always. And finally, last but not least, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our Patreon account, which you can access at patreon.com forward slash AAA podcast, and I really recommend everyone just go watch the video at least because Chiaki's panties are in that video, <laughs> and not only are they in the video, but she holds them up and basically parades them for you. And not only that, but you are in the shower in that video. Yes, so naked. Get to see some skin. I actually was naked. That's terrifying. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so definitely go check out that the video at patreon.com forward slash AAA podcast. It's also the only place where you can get now bi-weekly exclusive hentai episodes. We had Chiaki on our last hentai episode, and she told us all about the types of hentai she likes. So, oh. that, so that's interesting, and also the exclusive after parties. So, um, yeah, well, since it's a sausage fest today, just me and Kazuo. Yes. I thought that it, I thought that it would be fun to uh, to whip out some of the Church of Mitsugi's wow. Bacon of the Month bacon. We're just going to whip it out yes. and just slap it right onto the table. So I've got some Bacon of the Month bacon here, which I'm showing to the to the audience, on a Aloha Didakuma 
uh, Aloha the- themed plate. Yes, this is for the 10th anniversary of the Dakuma. You'll see here that it actually does say Aloha on it, and That's it's amazing. got it's got the in, in a hula skirt. But the most important thing here is this is not just any any bacon. It is apple pie flavored bacon. Sweet baby Jesus. Yes, that has been uh, marinated in apple juice and cinnamon and some other stuff. So we're going to be enjoying this very manly treat throughout the course of the podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a solid chance I die today. There's a solid chance <laughs> you joined the Church of Mitsugi today. Yes. I've already, I've already almost finished my venti iced coffee. I've got a beer lined up afterwards. I've got bacon here. I'm going to just pull an Elvis and have a heart attack on the toilet. I'm not a big drinker, but I think that beer and apple pie bacon probably are meant for each it's other. It's got to be. Okay, so let's get through our housekeeping here. We don't have a we don't have a whole lot of it, but uh, this episode we're going to be talking about anime going to Hollywood. What anime TV shows would make great Hollywood movies? Mm. Which anime TV shows would make bad Hollywood movies? Why we think they'd be successful? Why we think they'd fail? And we're also going to do a review on Old Noah Zero. It's been a long time coming, but we're going to finally get to that. We have a five star review. It's it's amazingly short. Would you like to read it, Kazuo? I will do my best. Let's see here. This one comes from Chronicle199, and it reads quite simply, I really like you guys. This is really informative about anime, which I fan over a lot. That might be the most concise five-star review we've ever had. I don't know if that's true, because I wrote a five-star review a long time ago. Oh, did you? And it was very concise. Was I like it? It said, uh, <laughs> it said this podcast gave me AIDS. Sexy anime AIDS. That that probably is shorter and, and funnier. <laughs> but thank you, Chronicle One Nine Nine. We also had trivia. The trivia answer was Mawadu Penguin Drum. Chiaki has dreamed up a really devilish theme for you this this time around. It's anime hands. So it's literally just pictures of hands. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna make her make it a little easier next time because this is now like the fourth week in a row where no one has been able to get it. But except uh, this week we did we did have three answers: astrophysics, Padalite, and Alchemist 007 all got it correct. Padalite is the winner for the week, so congratulations! It was very hard. I have to hand it to you. I had not even the slightest clue. So I don't know how you guys possibly answered these questions correctly. How about this uh, in-show uh, trivia question, Kazuo? What do you think of this? Sure. Yeah, uh, we've got it. So as you guys know, we do the weekly trivia, but we also have one right. for in-show. At the end of the show, we'll reveal the answer. Uh, and the question is, what is the Japanese name of the suit sprites in Spirited Away? That's a tough question. Because I did recently just rewatch Spirited Away, but I yeah. watched it English dub, right. as I assume a lot of people do. Of course. So, well, it's, I mean, it's perfectly fine dubbed. The dubbing is great. <laughs> Disney, Disney does an amazing job with their dubbing. So the suit sprites. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know if I know sprites. that one. Well, we're going to get to that later. Uh, forum members, let's go through here real quick. We've got welcome to the forum, Rex two D two, sixty billion double dollar man, Artiver Fox, Black Knight four one four, Imperial Starks, uh, Vira Love, Keylum, Ace De- Ace Defective, Kitty Soft Paws. I know which one you're taking. Yeah, cause of uh, Mr. Cat. Kitty Soft Paws. Yeah. My name of the week. Not even a question. No doubt. Okay. Love it. Well, I'll go with Ace Defective. It's a nice play on words. So there was a uh, a news article that was brought to my attention by one of our lovely fans on Facebook because I'm not I'm not I'm not always paying attention during the work week, mm. right? I can't. So it's always nice when I have people listen to the show point things out to me that that raise their ears. Did you see this quote from Hideaki Anno, the creator of Evangelion? Hmm. He said he, in an interview with Kotaku that, quote, 
Japanese animation is in decline. It's already peaked. Uh, next, Ano believes it is the inevitable death. After quote, after it after it does collapse, there will probably be a new resurgence. End quote. The question Ano wonders is whether people will wait for this rebirth. So Ano thinks anime is going to die. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of things do come in waves. You know, there's always bubbles, and the bubbles burst, and you know, then you get a new bubble. So I. I I kind of agree with him in a sense that I, there was definitely a peak in anime, probably in the late 90s, early 2000s, and then now we're, it's definitely dropped off a bit. But uh, like the South, it will rise again. <laughs> so I believe in the article he said that the anime industry was going to be dead within 5 to 20 years. Wow. Do you think that's realistic? 5 to 20? Uh, 5 years no, is not realistic. I don't think it will ever fully die. I mean... It cannot be killed. Uh, you know, there will always be some form of anime out there in one way or another. It may not be so readily available. There may not be such a wide selection for us. But I think there will always be something. Um, much like with... Uh, you know, even, even with things like uh, record stores or, or, or DVD, you know, movie rental places. Like, they... People would say that those are completely dead. Those trends are dead. But no, you can you can still find places to acquire these. It's just not not as popular as it once was. Do you think it's possible that he, that Hideaki Anno is just a dick, like a pessimistic jerk? Well, I because he's said things before that aren't so nice. Yeah, I mean, but I got to be honest with this. I kind of agree with certain points of what he's saying. So, and it, and it makes sense. I mean, you can kind of see what, what's been happening lately and kind of read the trend. So do you think that the anime industry might get reduced down to like a collector's market only? I think so. If that's true, though, do you think that the studios would bother making shows? I mean, um, they're not going to make much money if, if it's only for like the select handful of collectors. No, but it'll. Uh, I think that um, especially lately, crowdsourcing has become insanely popular with video games especially. Um, so I can see anime kind of taking a similar route. I know recently, uh, as far as games are concerned, there was... Um, uh, I forget, I'm terrible with names, especially Japanese names, but the uh, man who was responsible for the creation of Mega Man recently went oh, off I have no idea and did crowdsourcing is. to uh, create his own kind of Mega Man-esque game called Mighty Number no. 9. The same thing oh, happened, yeah, same thing happened, happened with uh, the creator of uh, Castlevania. He's making his own game now that he's had crowdfunded. So I think a lot of these, these, these trends or these uh, sub-genres, things that people enjoy, won't ever truly die, but... Um, you know, the market may shrink on it. Otaku Joe in the chat thinks it's interesting that I am calling someone else a pessimistic jerk. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but uh, Otaku Joe said it for me. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I'm not always pessimistic. I just I just call it how I see it. I don't actually think the anime industry will be dead in five, in probably not even 20 years. Mm -hmm. The anime, The industry has been declining in sales, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean... That could change in that that could change in an instant, you know. Just because the just because the industry's been trending downward doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't you know sort of level out. It's everything everything flows in equilibrium. Absolutely in, in economics, and just like with everything, everything has peaks and valleys. And if anime is heading down into a valley, it will it will more likely than not head back up towards a peak again. Yep. So to say that to say that it's just dead because it's trending downward is. A little bit short-sighted. No, it, it, yeah, it, it will never truly, completely die. It will never die. Yes. As long as this podcast is around, God damn it. That's what I'm talking about. So the character battle. We have one perfect bracket still. Really? 
We do. So so now we know who the cheater was that's been well, <laughs> trying to hack the system. The person with the perfect bracket has Celty from Dudadada in the final, which is impossible. That will never happen. <laughs> so I have I'm pretty sure that my money is safe, but we'll have to wait and see if to make it official. But look, we all know that the final is gonna be Goku versus Vegeta. I called it. That's impossible. Oh, is it? Goku versus Vegeta are on Oh, no, no, they're not on the same side of the bracket. That's possible. It could happen. It could happen. But I should give credit where credit is due. The person with the correct bracket is Nomzy Womzy Lomzy from the forum. It's pretty damn impressive to get 19 in a row correct. That's insane. uh, That is pretty unbelievable. So just to go through a couple of the match results we've had, a la carte demolished Yuno from from Future Diary. L basically... Uh, beat K- Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul by one vote. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Okabe <laughs> Rintaro from Steinsgate beat Madoka pretty easily. Uh, Roy Mustang demolished Luffy from One Piece. Joseph Joestar absolutely mangled Gene Starwin. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I mean, that was a tough one. It, it does kind of hurt my heart a little bit. JoJo's but... flexing his muscles. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Yuko Matoi... Nah, pretty handily put away Sailor Moon. So Sailor Moon exits the contest early. The fan, the fans could not rally. It's kind of kind of sad. I, I, yeah, I think it's a generational thing when it comes to that for sure. Levi, um, Levi beats Sosuke Sagara from Full Metal Panic. I don't agree with this pick, but again, Levi won again a generational thing. Right. Kids just haven't seen Full Metal Panic. They really should. Uh, Aikichi Onizuka. It was a little closer than I would have liked with with Haruhi Suzumiya, but he beat her by that's eight, what I'm talking he about. He beat her by twelve percent. So that's Haruhi Suzumiya is probably a, a big player, I would think, mm-hmm. in in terms of fan fandoms. So Light Yagami is currently going up against Maka Albarn from Soul Eater, and he is absolutely molesting her sexually. <laughs> it's it's wow. it's destruction. And tomorrow's match is Akemi Homura from Madoka, probably the most popular character from Madoka Magica, mm-hmm. going up against a recent crowd favorite, Migi from Parasite. Oh, so that'll I think be interesting. Homura should win that handily, but but you know you never know. I gotta address this. New York Otaku in the chat says, "I don't know how Kaneki lost." I'll tell you how he lost, New York Otaku, <laughs> because he's a terrible character. Kaneki is, a and L is one of the greatest characters and one of the greatest anime. In the past, what decade or whenever that show came out, somebody also tried to cheat for <laughs> to cheat for for Kaneki. I've been paying very careful attention to the to the statistical data for the voting. I'm telling you, when there's ten votes an hour, and then all of a sudden during one hour period, there's fifty five yeah. votes all for the same character. It kind of looks like a statistical outlier. I tend to throw that whole hour out. So. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I say anyway. you should just let the cheaters win. That way we know who did it, <laughs> and we just perma-ban them. Okay, let's go to the mailbags. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. I felt so lonely doing that dance. Yeah, <laughs> I refuse to do the dance, but I will do my own dance of sorts while you wish that Shiaki was here. So, if you want to submit a mailbag, please do so on our website, www.aaapodcast.com. There is a mailbag button on the top of the website. Click that button, send us a mailbag. We're actually only like six or six to eight weeks behind now, so I know that sounds like a lot, but I mean... Weren't we like four months behind at one point? We've been doing a good job. We're we're, we're starting to catch up, so... Um, So, 
The first mailbag is from Kimba Lionheart. You want to read it? Absolutely. I like the name, too. Kimba Lionheart. Yeah, it's it's like, not bad. Well, it's, you know, Kimba, the uh, white lion. Crossed that, with Lionheart from, from Final Fantasy VIII. Or Lionheart from, uh, oh, what's the name of that show with the bears, with the... Uh, uh, the Berenstein Bears? No, 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 no. It was like the magical bears, and they Care had... Care Bears? Care Bears. Lionheart was one of them. Jesus. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Anyways, so Kimba Lionheart writes, Hey, AA Podcast, I was wondering if the new Astro Boy film due to be released in the future will be better than the last one. Do you think it's time for other classic anime characters, i.e. Kimba the White Lion? Oh, what do you know? To be given a rebirth to a new audience? What other classic anime idols should get the motion picture treatment? That's a great question because it kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about later on today. Okay, so what do you think? Um... I have not seen the Astro Boy film. I think that Astro Boy can definitely make a resurgence um, in today's market. Uh, I think if they market him correctly, I, I think he's definitely uh, would probably thrive um, when, when aimed towards a very much younger audience. Um, so they can definitely bring that back. Kimba the White Lion, to bring that back would be very interesting because of the fact that the Lion King basically completely ripped off Kimba. Um, so I don't know if they could bring that back, uh, without causing confusion. I gotta tell you, I don't really agree. I don't, you don't? I don't think, I don't, th- I think Astro Boy is done. Really? You don't think they can bring it back? Astro Boy is being, is a victim of his character design. He looks ridiculous. I mean, anybody who watches anime nowadays, including myself, goes back and watches Astro Boy, even modern depictions of him, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, what am I watching? That's what I'm saying. They can bring it back for like a much younger audience, for like little kids. I mean, maybe little, little kids, like real little. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, well, think, I think they could do that. Was Astro Boy, I don't know, I don't know. I guess it. I don't know what what age group it was originally intended for. But it was definitely for a younger age group. Okay, I well, I mean, say. yeah, I mean, it's, it's not exactly JoJo, but. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking, you know, I, w- I was thinking a little more adult on this, Um. I think Blackjack could mm. could maybe benefit from from some updates. I know that there was a live action movie fairly recently, but it's been ten years since we've had anything there from Blackjack. Yeah, there was a, there was a series back in like two thousand five, but Blackjack is really kind of a likable subject matter. I mean, it's kind of like underground stuff, you know, doctor, dark setting, you know, crime. Yeah, yeah Blackjack, and even his name is cool. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think that that can really probably kind of pop back up whenever they want it to. And his style, while still being a little bit odd for anime nowadays, I, w- I would not be appalled if they took the Blackjack's original character design and sort of just tweaked it a little bit to make it fit people's current aesthetics a little more. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I think that um, in general, just speaking in broad generalizations, you know, some key, some key requirements to kind of bring a show back uh, from history would be, you know, if it's if it's older than say twenty years, if maybe the majority of modern majority of the modern day audience hasn't seen it, and if it could benefit from uh, the the upgrades in technology that we've seen. So I mean, there are so many shows from the eighties, um, especially the eighties, yeah. that they could that they could bring back that I would guarantee you most of today's audience has not seen. Um, definitely, Berserk would be great to see. Again, I know they did some stuff not too it's long ago. It's pretty old now. Like, yeah, holy shit, Berserk's twenty years old. But I recently rewatched the the first episode, and I will tell you, the animation was 
it did not hold up all that well. It doesn't. It doesn't. But how? So, but how deliciously dark is that? Oh my god! Yeah. Well, the story. Oh my god! I love it. Yeah. The story and the characters are incredible. That's why I'm saying it could definitely benefit from a, a remake. I'm gonna keep going while while I recommend you have a bite of this apple pie bacon. Okay. Because your life may not may never be the same afterwards. All right. Here we go. I'm going in, guys. So I, you know, I I would have I would have said Dragon Ball before then the series series was announced. So. I want Dragon Ball to get a good installment. You know, it, it really needs it. I mean, you've had all these bad movies, bad OVAs, bad specials. I want them to make at least an average update to the Dragon Ball franchise, just to refresh it in the minds of, of, of youngsters in Japan. Yeah. Because I love Dragon Ball. And I, What do you think... Let me, let me ask this about Dragon Ball specifically, because I feel like the most recent incarnations of Dragon Ball, as far as the movies are concerned, have just been very subpar when compared to the original series. I mean, what what are they missing? What's what what could what could turn it around? What you know? What could bring back that fire from the original series? I really don't know because honestly, they don't have to do much to satisfy the Dragon Ball fans. All we need is an is a very maniacal villain and a bunch of awesome fight scenes. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah. That's it. Is that is that what you want from Dragon Ball? I mean, pretty much. You know. Again, I will always say that the most important thing to me in any show or movie is, is characters. So. Uh, as long as, yeah, they, you know, as you said, good villain, good fight scenes, but uh, also have it interesting with the characters. You know, I watched the um, Battle of the Gods movie, and, you know, they, they introduced that villain, quote-unquote villain. And it was just, I don't care about this guy. There's nothing terrible. interesting about him. He's it's a terrible, terrible. character. Um, so, yeah, they can definitely do it, and I would love it if they did. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they do yeah. with the new season. All right, so the next mailbag is submitted by Jazzmaster9. He says, hello, AAA crew. I wanted to know if you guys ever heard of the band Lightbringer. I've been a huge fan after listening to their album Scenes of Infinity. I was wondering if you've heard of them or got exposed to the band during your stay in Japan. And if so, what do you think of the band? Well, I have never heard of Lightbringer. So I went on YouTube mm-hmm. and sort of sampled... A couple, you know, like 10 minutes of their music, and it's pretty cool. It's like power rock. Yeah. No, I listened to a couple of their songs, too. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's good. It's To me, it's pretty standard. You know, like I've seen a bunch of Japanese bands just like it, where it's like heavy heavy guitar and drums, and then you have the female singer. Let me ask you, though, why, does, why do f- Japanese female singers kind of go for that weird... Um, almost like ambiguous voice where it's very it, it, like you can't really tell if it's a man or a woman and it's very throaty like the the, the singer in this band she has a very powerful like deeper voice that's yeah yeah I, I, they go for that though like and, and do they yeah uh, not all lot, of them but there's a lot of like whiny voiced like moe girl singers too well that's more in like pop stuff i mean specifically with rock but Dude, I have no I idea. <laughs> it's a very Japanese thing, though I've noticed. But I like it. It's a good I'm band. gonna I, I, tomorrow at work when I get to work, I'm gonna pull it up on YouTube since they banned our cell phone usage in my office, which is insane. We can't even have them on. It's nuts, it's ridiculous. Um, it is. So I'm going to pull it up on YouTube and spite them by sucking up their bandwidth, and I'm gonna <laughs> listen to Lightbringer to, on, on this this coming week. So we'll see how I how I end up liking it. Um, next mailbag. Next mailbag comes from Fear Junkie. Um, and Fear Junkie writes, flip the table, AAA crew. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, please don't. <laughs> um, has there ever been a moment in a manga or anime you previously, uh, I guess, watched that was so bad you rage quit? For me, it was the moment in, Ble- in the Bleach manga when it was revealed that, spoilers, 
Ichigo's mother was a Quincy, and that Ichigo had Quincy powers. Uh, what the f, Tite Kubo? Just what the f? There, there's, there was a time in my life where I had lots of time on my hands. Mm. That name, that namely college during the summers. You know, I go home. I got got like eight weeks. Actually, more than that. Like, I don't know. College break, college summer vacations are long. We should just quit. And, working and just go back to college that'd be great we should just do that for the rest of our lives but i wouldn't fit in now i'd be that weird guy who's like 50 walking around with my backpack yeah, on. you'll be fine so i there, there was a time when no matter how bad a show got i would finish it just so i could put it down on like my anime list that's being completed mm-hmm. so i watched every freaking episode of filler from naru from naruto did the same thing from uh, from Rooney kenshin which so, naruto just recently ended I know that, but so. like at the end of the original Naruto, there's uh-huh. like 55 episodes of filler. Oh yeah, really yeah, yeah. Bad the you filler. mean pre pre um 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 what's it called? Uh, pre Shippuden, yeah. Yeah, no, I watched all that too. So, but nowadays I just don't have time for that. Like I barely get all the podcast stuff done. So I tend to have be a lot more selective. I'm I, I'm close to rage quitting lyrical Nanoha Vivid. Really? That is a sack of balls. Like that anime is. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that sounds harsh. There's no, there's absolutely no reason anybody you know, on this planet should watch Lyrical Nanoha Vivid. There's no reason. It's impossible. And you were so positive on it, too. It's terrible. Um, I, I rage quit Death Note. Really? Yeah, I got really irritated with that. Wow. I guess after, Nuh-uh. after L, well. Nope, nope, way before that. What? Oh, yeah. How? Why? Because I'm sitting there, and L is sitting there on his feet, chewing his fingernails or whatever he does, yeah. eating his candy or whatever, candy, yeah. and he's like... And, I'm, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but his ability to solve crimes oh, okay. and make deductions right. based off no information at all was just infuriating. Yeah, but they do that all the time in anime. Oh, do they? Yeah, Because there aren't that many like detective animes out there. Yeah, well, no, but in almost all of them, they kind of like make leaps of logic, for sure. De- um, what was the one with the... What was it? The, the numbers? They were um, nine and six and... One outs? No, 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 no. What the, are you talking uh, about? The anime we reviewed not so long ago with the girl who had the terrible English accent. Oh, Zonkyo no Terror. Zonkyo no Terror. They made yes. huge leaps of yes, logic they in did. that show. They did. Like, and, what? And Death Note, Death Note is, it's not even a show that I think is bad. In fact, I quite the contrary. I think it's, it's probably quite good. I know I've only seen a third of it. But like, come on, man. Just because he gets home at three, just because he commits crimes at four thirty, doesn't mean he's a high school student living in this specific yeah. block. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to suspend a little disbelief well, on that, dude. He pinpointed it down to like five people out of the entire city of Tokyo uh, with like two pieces of information. It was the whole the whole point of the show was the cat and mouse at that point. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it just ruined it for me. Um, I also rage quit Lucky Star. I just couldn't watch that shit. Hmm. It's too much, like, too much just mindlessness yeah i i can't really think of anything i've rage quit well no that's not true um i definitely rage quit bleach that's probably one of the only shows i've ever done that though because usually i'll just if i don't like it then you know i either will just not watch it to begin with or i'll just power through it but bleach i definitely after um ichigo beat uh aizen and had him like frozen in this thing and i was like Okay, cool. It's done. And then they're like, "Nope, it continues." And I'm like, "No, it doesn't." Stop. <laughs> Not Please to me. press pause. <laughs> End of show. Click, click, deleted. <laughs> so that's probably the only one I really like. Quit with any kind of rage. So Taku Joe from the chat just told me that I should eat my own sack of balls. So that's <laughs> great. So I appreciate that I that. would pay to see that. And um, I think I think the people watching live hate me because I did because I rage quit 
Death Note. It's a fine show. It's fine. It's just not for me. Death Note is an amazing show. It's a fine show. Go watch it. I just it just wasn't for me. It, you know what though? I, I will say after, uh, I guess it was like the middle of the show where for those that, I'm not going to spoil it, but where something major happens and then they continue on, similar to the uh, Eisen is defeated and then they can still continue. That there was a point in the show where a lot of people fell off and I can't blame them at all because I too was like what. So, but up until that point, it was an amazing show. Oh, oh I also rage quit Comfer. I couldn't watch that. Oh, that get out of here with Comfer. What is that? <laughs> you don't know what Comfer no, is? No, no, no. I know what Comfer is. Oh, because I'll tell you all about it. Like, why did you, you even know. start watching that? You know what? I probably haven't rage quit a lot of shows because of I would normally just watch whatever you guys recommended on the podcast. So okay. I, so, I mean, there, so there wasn't a lot of shows that I would watch without knowing that it was already good. As a prior listener, are you saying that we give good recommendations. Um, yeah, I would say oh, overall. Right. I would say overall, uh, Chiaki, Cram, uh, just not me. And Kimiko give great recommendations. Oh, okay, I'm okay, <laughs> I see. Okay, one more mailbag. Road Mas- Road Monster writes. Thanks for the warm welcome on the forums. How is the skinhead subculture viewed in Japan? Looking forward to hearing all your podcasts. They really brighten up my day. Hmm. Can you do you do you understand the skinhead subculture? Well, what does that mean exactly? Well, well, yeah, well, that can mean something very bad. Um, obviously, a skinhead is someone with a shaved head, right? But if you look up the definition of skinhead, it usually has to do with neo Nazis. Okay, you so I'm hoping I'm hoping that that is not what our listener Road Monster means right, by so skinhead. You, all right, so just, all right, okay. So you go ahead and talk about that, and I'm going to look this up on Urban. Actually, you know what? I got it right here, Urban Dictionary. Skinhead, one who shaves his head, wears boots, and represents the working class. There are three variations of skinhead, traditional, racist, and anti-racist. Anti-racist, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I I would think being bald in Japan is probably not a big deal. I would imagine there's probably a lot of bald people. Um, Well, there are. It's it's very common. Yeah. I mean, you you see anime with the kids with, like, the shaved down hair. Right, you know what I mean. They just they kind of have like like the, like the shadow of a of hair. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like the the main the the uh, the, the leader in Yomushi Petal. Yes, the captain. No, the captain in Yomushi Petal has hair. He does. Maybe he's not the captain. The Kinjo. Main... Yeah, Kinjo. Kinjo's got he hair. Yeah, like shaved down hair. I, I I'm thinking more like the like did you did you watch Haikyuu? There's no. a character in Haikyuu who had like his hair shaved down. Oh. But it's like a buzz cut, you know, like buzz buzz down. Yeah. That's common in Japan, but if you're talking about like 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 neo Nazis who have <laughs> tattoos and, you know that's tattoos are totally un- totally culturally not accepted in Japan unless you're Yakuza. And so, even then, I, they're not accepted. <laughs> they just kind of avoid you. Like you're never gonna get you're never gonna be able to go to an onsen because you're gonna freak people out. Or most gyms even. Yeah, yeah. you have to cover it up for sure at least. So, but if you're talking about just like shaving your head, yeah, that happens all the time. Like, like Cram has a shaved head. And that's that's totally normal. No one, no, and he taught, he teaches, he teaches at elementary schools. No one thinks about it at all. Yeah. So shaved head, not a big deal. Tattoos, got to cover them up. Uh, racism, not good at all. <laughs> Avoid at all well, costs. Well, Japan, Japan has racist people, just like every country, but they're not very, they're not very outspoken about it. Right. Like they, like the people on the train may hate you because you're Western, but they'll never tell you that. You'll never know. Wow, they they hate you though for being. That's wow. Well, that's I, I I did sit down on a train once, and there were tons of other seats on the train. Right, I sat right. down. Um, 
And this guy who was near me got up and walked all the way to the other end, to the other, to the other end of the train and mm-hmm. sat down just because he didn't want to sit next to me. Now, what I've heard, and of course I don't know if this is true or not because I'm not um, a Japanese person, is that a lot of times they'll do that not because they don't like you, but they're concerned that you'll try to talk to them in English and they it's won't possible. be able to communicate with you. So in order to avoid that kind of awkward situation, they just you know, go sit somewhere else. It's possible, but even even in that situation, while I find while I found it irritating, it's very non hostile. So it's not like they're gonna call you a, a name or something or kick you or no. whatever. They're just gonna you know, they're very passive. J- Japan is a harmless, safe place. Unless you want run into one of those uh, guys from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yes. Like, from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> from the, in the, the the underground racing scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're not very nice. I, I took I took Roko to a to an onsen and he has a huge tattoo on his arm and he just covered it up with tape and we totally got away with it. Cool. So, you know, they're not really like yeah. it's not a huge I, thing. I've definitely heard of people who uh have like tattoos, sleeves and things like that, and when they go to the gym they have to wear long sleeve shirts. So not comfortable, but it is what it is. Okay, so we're gonna dip out to a news break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about anime series that we think would and would not be successful as Hollywood movies why or why not and then we're going to take another news break and we're going to come back and we're going to do a long awaited review on the show Aldnoa Zero so stay tuned and we're going to be back in just a few minutes This is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. First up, if you follow sports in Japan, specifically one of the biggest sports in Japan, baseball, there are two teams that you absolutely know their names. They are the Tokyo Giants and the Hanshin Tigers. And for those of you who've never followed Japanese sports, think New York Yankees and Red Sox, and you kind of have the right mindset for this rivalry. Well, The 80th anniversary of the Hanshin Tigers is coming up, and Big Comic Original is printing a special issue that is devoted entirely to them. It'll include manga about the Tigers from manga artists who count themselves in the Tiger Faction, a double-sided pinup featuring AKB48 singer Sakuya Yamato and Uresei Yatsura's Loom, in Tigers uniforms, as well as a bunch of other things. So if you're a fan of Japanese sports or just iconic things happening in history, the 80th anniversary edition of Big Comic Original is probably something you will want to pick up. For those of you who collect figures, there might be a strange fascination going on between a roadie horse toy and otaku interests. And what I mean by this is there are figures that are coming out that are this roadie horse toy. And it's, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's this horse looking thing, I guess. I don't know. Maybe someone who's listening can explain this to me at some point. But Evangelion got a series of toddler clothing and figurines. And now the virtual idol Hatsune Miku is also getting in on the action. There's a new Hatsune Miku figure that looks like a weird Hatsune Miku that can transform 
into the roadie toy. It's going to retail for 7,344 yen or just under 60 US dollars and be on sale in Japan on October 24th. For those of you who need something that's, well, a little different. If you're looking for something to add to your anime collection that may be on the pricier side but is more art than anything else, Aniplex is offering Naruto fans something that is incredibly special. It's a variation on Katsushika Hokusai's world-famous woodprint, The Great Wave of Kanagawa. And I trust me, you have seen this woodprint, even if you don't necessarily know it by name. Now, the woodprints that they're selling are made individually by hand by expert craftsmen. So you can guess that supplies are limited. And these are absolutely beautiful pieces of -of one-of-a-kind artwork. And the price tag matches. The wood prints will cost 50,000 yen, which is about 400 US dollars. There are orders until July 27th, and it should be delivered near the end of October. Finally, for you Ghost in the Shell fans, the official website or of Kokaku Kirotai Shingekijouban, or Ghost in the Shell, the new movie film, has begun streaming a theatrical preview for the film this past week. You can, of course, find this preview on YouTube. This is Chiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Oh. What's wrong, Chiaki? I need a new anime figure. You need one? Okay, no, I don't need one, but I really, really want one. Okay, well, what are you looking at? Well, I was thinking of getting a Nenroid because I don't have one of those yet. But then I was looking on JList.com and I saw that there are these really cool Figma Plus settings that you can position your Figma figures in. And now, uh, I don't know. Oh, those are cool. I've never really looked at all the figures on JList.com before. Dude, check it out. They have everything from little $15 figures to works of PVC art that cost almost $600. $600? Jesus Louises. Now this I have to see. JList.com. Sort by newest, best sellers, most wish list, or price. But you have to do it on your computer right now because I still need to figure out what I'm doing with this order. Why don't you just get both? Both? Yes. Both is good. I like the way you think. <laughs> Great. Well, then you have to help me pick out what figure I'm going to be getting off of JList.com. Welcome back to the 279th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I forgot one more quick announcement I want to make before we get to our main topic. The listener choice poll, by the time you listen to this episode, will be up on the website. So, as you all know, we pass, we, we choose eight shows to review from every season. But we allow a ninth show to be selected by the listeners. And that poll will be on the website by the time you hear this episode. So... Head over to our website, www.aaapodcast.com, and vote for whatever anime you want us to review for our ninth show. I'm so scared. So, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Dungeon Ni Dei or Motomeru, blah, 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 blah. So, also, uh, to kind of piggyback on that, not only will they be able, be able to pick another show for us to review, but because of our Patreon milestone that we hit, 
uh, with the upcoming season, they'll be able to pick a show that I will do episode by episode breakdowns on, uh, which will then go live onto our YouTube page. Right. So keep that in mind for the upcoming season. Right. I can't promise that that poll will be up by the time you hear this, no. but that poll but is soon. coming. That poll is coming. And in the meantime, you can watch my episode by episode breakdown right. of Golden Boy, uh, Golden Boy, which we just recorded episode two, which will be up on Wednesday. Which is one of my favorite comedy animes of all time. And, and an anime club favorite, for sure. Okay, so this topic, anime in Hollywood, was suggested by Baka Baka Bacchus and, uh, and Subaru. So two different people suggested very similar topics, so I sort of merged them together. And they, they, want, they, ask, they ask us to discuss anime that can and or should be made into, into a Hollywood movie, as well as an anime that absolutely would never work. Mm. Why would they make perfect Western blockbusters, or why not? So, why don't we just start with what works in Hollywood, what doesn't work? Sure. Um, well, we, we've definitely seen... Well, let, let's think about the, the different uh, types of anime. You, know, you have action anime. Obviously, okay. action movies are huge. Comic book movies right. are huge. Yes. Um, you know, slice of life, maybe not so much, considering that Japanese culture and is not big on the Western in the Western world. Um, so you could probably rule out that genre overall. Comedy is always good, although I will say that Japanese comedy is very different from Western comedy. Very different. Um, they love word. They love word puns and stuff. We don't. Yeah, really which like that. doesn't translate over. Um, and 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 we talked about before the podcast. There are definitely some movies that have come out that do fit into some of these categories. Yes. Um, I know you mentioned a couple on here. You said uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which yeah was a is pretty big hit based off of a light novel. A light novel. Yeah. So it's kind of you know, and was I mean an amazing movie. It actually did quite well in the box office, surprisingly well because it was marketed very poorly because of the confusion with the name of it. Yes. It was like Edge of Tomorrow, Live Die Repeat, and there was another name as well. I forget. But yeah, I think "Live Die Repeat" was like the slogan. Well, I don't know how they messed that up, but yeah, I, um, something like that. I don't know, but there was a whole bunch of confusion with the title of that movie, so it kind of hurt it. But but that was a great movie. That that um, was, that was a very sneaky job by Hollywood because mm-hmm. by calling it a light novel, right? The Western audience just says, "Oh, it's based on a book," right. which is totally normal for Western people. If they go, "Oh, this is based on a." On a, on a medium that's lumped in with lots of anime, total flop. Nobody would go see that. Yeah, absolutely not. Unless anime, except for anime fans. Right, and then well, and then a show or a movie that I had mentioned was um, what's it called? The Pacific Me- Rim. Pacific Rim, which although not based off anything Japanese, I mean you can't watch that movie and then tell me with a straight face that that is not basically Evangelion. Oh, it <laughs> borrowed heavily from multiple different. I mean that for is it. a mech anime. That is the, that is it. That is the epitome of a mech anime made into a Western movie, and and that did remarkably well as as well. So much so that they're they're coming out with a sequel. I basically think that Pacific Rim piggybacked and was a success, and and it was a success financially. It it it, it doubled its money when you consider the global audience. Hmm. But I'm pretty sure that and that movie was only a success because of Transformers. Tra- yeah, with the Transformers think, franchise booming, uh, you know, being well, a big thing. People look at it; it's giant robots. Yeah, giant robots are giant robots, right? So yeah, I think it's trans- gotta be awesome. I think Transformers definitely paved the way and and opened up the the opportunity for it. But I mean, on its own, Pacific Rim, to me at least, and I believe a lot of people would agree with this, is 
is better than a lot of the Transformer movies that have oh, come out oh. lately. I think that most people think, think that the Transformers movies are quite bad. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've been. That's Which what is, I keep hearing. It's mind-boggling how they make so much money, but but yeah. Um, so. It can definitely be done, even in like Mech, which I would have assumed prior to that movie coming out that there's no way they can make make a like Gundam or Evangelion movie. Like it just wouldn't work. But it worked. It's a it's a very risky move though because that movie was expensive to make. Very expensive. Yeah, it was. I think we said it, we looked it up. It was about 190 million to make. So That's a lot. Yeah. So if that movie did not hit it out of the park, then that would have been a huge bomb. You know, they really had to. They really went for broke on it. I. I actually don't. I don't know that I agree 100 percent because I don't know that I don't know that any movie that's got mecha robots in it is just going to be a success. No, just because I. I mean, my general my general thought about the, about the American public is that they look at something like giant robots fighting things and mm-hmm. they tune out. You know, they think of Power Rangers and mm-hmm. Transformers, and you know they go, oh no, that's generally kids stuff. You know, I I, I don't. But I mean, they, we haven't had a lot of that. No, what definitely we not. Had? We had like Pacific Rim, Transformers, and what else? I don't know. I don't. Um, what was the one with the boxing robots? Oh Jesus! And Hugh Jackman. I mean, there's yeah. That was a flop, was it not? Um, I think it made some money. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, but well, yeah. it, I, I was not interested in it at all. Um, so it, I, and I think the opportunity, you know, technology has advanced um, so far now that we're able to make these kind of films. I think if you go back you know, 10, even 10 years that it would be completely unrealistic to think that we could have some kind of giant mech show. But of course, not all anime is giant mech shows. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really good shows that don't involve any of that at all. Like uh, one show that's been being talked about for years uh, being made into a a live action movie, a Western live action movie was Cowboy Bebop. That's never going to happen though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but to this day, there's still talk about, oh, is Keanu Reeves going to be Spike and all that stuff? Oh man, I don't know that I'd want to, I mean, they said that movie was going to cost an ungodly amount of money and they put Keanu Reeves at the helm. Well, I don't know. Did you see Keanu Reeves in, um... That movie he just did, John Wick. Did you see Keanu Reeves in Seven in Seven Ronin okay, or whatever? Well that's, I, okay, you're right. Never I mean, mind. I don't know if I want to make a four hundred million dollar movie and then put Keanu Reeves at the helm. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. But there are definitely a lot of anime that they could make into movies. Um, um, I, I wrote down grotesque violence as something that wouldn't work. No. All these movies that make hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars are all, they're almost always PG thirteen. Right. And if you've got people getting their eyeballs gouged out and their heads ripped off, that's going to be R for sure. So you got to cut the Tokyo Ghoul, MD Geist, Berserk, uh, kite violence out of the out of the movie. Whatever it is, it can't. It's got to be taken out. Yeah, so, it's it's definitely got to be something that is accessible to a wide audience and right. something as niche as I mean, just in general, horror movies don't make as much money as you know those big blockbusters do um unless it's Blair Witch Project well yeah and that I mean was just a phenomenon um but in general horror movies don't do well rated R movies generally um you know a lot of a lot of studios will do everything they can to make their movies PG-13 because giving it an R rating is is basically just cutting your audience by a great deal so um, it would definitely have to be something that is highly accessible to a wide range of people. Right. I think right now, action and kind of like superhero movies are booming. They're booming, yeah. Um, so there are definitely plenty of anime who have, you know, those kind of um, 
tropes in them that you could you could work with. But but are they booming because people are tuned in to the to that to that Marvel universe right now, or are they tuned in because they're superheroes? I think it's I think it's the former. You've got like this huge Tumblr like sandstorm going on where everybody's obsessed with Hiddleston and Loki mm-hmm. and oh my god it's Thor and and then and if you just if you just take some character like I don't know Saints like like the guys from Saint Seiya and throw them into a movie I don't know that that works just because yeah they have, like, I mean definitely the fact that it's Marvel it has a huge uh, plays a huge part in it um, in getting the audience interested in it primarily I mean you look at a movie like um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and no one knew who what the, who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before that movie came out, except for me. I did. I read the comics, <laughs> um, and I have them at home to prove it. Oh, I know. All, uh, all I remember but, was giant blue penis. Wait, what? That was not Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that was before that, <laughs> you're thinking of um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I have no idea. Like, I, I'm totally unversed, not yeah. non-versed. No, but Western Guardians stuff. of the Galaxy is the Marvel movie with Groot, the tree guy, and Rocket Raccoon, and you know what I'm talking about, the giant blue penis. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I just can't for some reason it's not Doctor. His name's like Doctor Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Watchmen, the Watchmen, there the you Watchmen. Go. Yeah. But um, but Guardians of the Galaxy, no one had ever heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, and really the only reason people went out to see it to begin with was the fact that it was a Marvel movie. So right. So that definitely. But once they did see it. Word of mouth blew up, and they're like, "This movie's amazing." And then that's when kind of everybody else saw it. So, certainly there is a an edge to be given to a movie that has kind of an audience built into the studio, but it still has to stand on its own. I think you're gonna have to disassociate yourself from anime generally. Anime movies haven't done well. The Speed Racer movie flopped. Dragon Ball movie flopped. Oh Jesus! I mean, hard. Oh God! Right. The, was... the the Airbender movie, while not anime, is sort of in that crowd. It flopped. Anime but, movie, uh, Kite, the, the Kite movie which came out. Is that out? <laughs> oh my, yeah, it came out all right and vanished f- very quickly. Yeah. That was a huge flop. I remember talking about it, it was about to come out, and then I just never heard anything else about it. So. There's a history of, of anime properties not doing well in movies, so you're, you're going to have to go the Edge of Tomorrow route and disassociate yourself. I mean, if, if you've got yeah. characters with multicolored hair, or if you're like, based on an anime by... You know, right. Hideaki Anno, it's never going to... Yeah, the fly. anime audience just isn't large enough to carry no, that kind of thing. Um, you, you know, you definitely would have to, you know, pander in a way to to the Western audience, to the broad audience. Um, let's see. I, uh, but it, it can definitely be done. And and one of the... You mentioned the Dragon Ball movie. You mentioned the... Um, uh, what other movies that were... Bomb? Kite. Kite. You mentioned... Uh, you know, Airbender. Air, oh, God, Airbender. And, you know, of course, Airbender, not an anime Dis- disclaimer it's no but it's in the same but it's community. very but it's in, yeah it's in the same community and but those movies could have all been very good it, i'm not sure about that you don't think i so? heard some pretty egregious things about the kite movie like it being one of the worst films ever made right but but <laughs> I mean, the stories the story itself the, the 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 universe in which those those stories exist can be very good yeah they it just can be. they just I don't know what they were thinking or what, especially with like the Dragon Ball movie. Good God. I think it's budgetary. They just don't have the budget to hire the right people. But you don't need a monstrous budget to make a good movie. I mean, but you need a monstrous budget to hire the hire the most talented writers and directors and actors. Perhaps. I mean, there have definitely been independent films that have been incredible on, on practically no budget. I mean, you look at, and I'm going to bring it back again because I mention this all the time. Clerks. Clerks was made on a $35,000 budget, and it's an incredible movie it's a, it's that, that people love. So, I mean, 
Now, granted, it's about people standing around a convenience store talking about, you know, their sexual relations. But I mean, you can you don't need a monstrous budget to make it a compelling story with interesting characters. So I think what Hollywood needs is some like grounded realism in their movies. Mm-hmm. The more the more abstract and bizarre you get, because anime gets pretty bizarre, right? I mean, it there's definitely. some there's some weird shit in anime, and that's why people look at it weird when you say I watch anime. If it, so, you're gonna. Ha- I feel like these movies need to be more grounded. So I have a good example here of a movie that I think could be potentially successful: Space Brothers. Oh, definitely, Space Brothers. It's oh a it's a it, it's a sappy drama about two brothers who make a promise to go to the moon. It's like drama gold. Yeah. You know, totally based in, in something that the American audience can can adapt can like adapt their mindset to. They don't have to disconnect themselves too far from what they're used to seeing. Great source material. Space funny. Space Brothers would be great. Um, and space is a huge thing right now with oh, like yeah. Interstellar and all those other movies coming out. Another one I'm scrolling right now. I'm scrolling through my anime list. Their okay. top their top anime. I'm just kind of like scanning through, seeing what I think might make a good, okay. good anime. Let's go through a couple of these. Okay. Well, the first one that jumps out to me is, of course, one of my all-time favorites, Hajime no Ippo. You think that could be a... Hajime no Ippo would make a tremendous movie. You think so? Absolutely. I mean, it's like the Rocky story, but with like a younger kid who's bullied and picked on, and he kind of like, you know, doesn't have any friends, and then he he, grow, he he finds this new hobby and meets people and becomes confident and strong in his own way and makes friends and i mean it's a that's a just a beautiful story that's funny cuz i had hajime ripo down as a no i have it literally no? i have it literally written down on my how do you have topic. it as a no it's it's rocky but with like a kid instead of like ro- instead of like a grown man well, well it can't be a little kid america's never going to accept little like 15 year old kids they're having each other. the new um there's actually a new rocky movie that's supposed to be coming out called uh it's Creed, which is about Apollo Creed's grandson. But haven't the Rocky movies done really poorly since, since like... No, yes. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Like Rocky Four and... Okay, and, well, Four is... Come on, let's not... And the one that came after that where Rocky's the trainer, these movies haven't been real successful. They haven't I, I, been. I think you're mistaken. I'm no. pretty sure. I'm pretty no, sure. No, they haven't been. I'm pretty sure Rocky... Rocky Five, was it? Rocky Balboa, the one with when yeah. his kid is... Um, the one where, like, I'm thinking of the one where he trains the other guy, the Tommy Gunn guy. Oh, no, that was a terrible movie altogether. I mean, there's a bunch of these bad Rocky movies. I don't know. It, it, I think it might depend on how, they, on how they adapt it. If they do it, if they do it correctly, then maybe, then maybe it might work. But I don't know. I have, I have doubts. Some doubts. Rocky Balboa. Here we are. Okay. Um, what you got for me? Worldwide. Yeah. Made $155 million on a $24 million budget. So okay, that's well, very successful. That's the, that's the latest one. That's the one that came out in 2006. So I'm saying it's a... I mean, you can't tell me that Hajime no Ibo is not a tremendous feel-good story. It is. With great action, and like there's hilarious moments in it. I mean, that, that show just hooks you. I could, see it, I could see it going either way, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I can see your point. Well, I, l- l- let's go through here from the top. These are the most popular shows in the world. Right. I, I want to go through them from the top. Let's go through the first well, view and see, yeah. if, see if these will be good adaptations. Yeah, well, these are the top-rated shows. Do you okay. want you want, rather look at the most popular? Yeah, sure, most popular. Most popular. Let's do that. I'm sure it'll be similar. Number one, Death Note. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I don't think I, Death Note yeah. is way too out there. The Shinigami thing kind of throws that off for and the, sure. And writing your name in a book and they die, I don't need, I don't know that America is going to go for that either. A little too abstract. Sword Out Online. No way. No way. No way ah, on Earth. Shingeki no Kyojin. That mm. could work. And I it think could, there's yeah, discussion yeah. about them making a live action. 
That would be interesting version of that. I, th- I think I even saw like some images of a, like a live action Shingeki no Kyojin. So that could work. How the hell are they going to make that not R? People being eaten? Yeah. It's pretty intense. That is going to be tough for sure. I don't know. I, I Shingeki no Kyojin I think could be adaptable. It seems, I don't know. It's less abs- It's It has abstract concepts in it, yeah. but it only has a couple of them. No, I mean, yeah, but at its core, it's a pretty basic story of like survival and these monsters. And it, it's like a dystopian future or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I so think it would be that. pricey to make, though. I mean, you're looking, at, you're looking at dropping quite quite a bit of money it's on a, that. It's a risky play for sure for studios. Yeah, um, and, then, and, and again, despite how much the anime fans may love it, we are a very small audience. Very small. You know, it's like with comic book movies, how like the comic book nerds will get all upset, like, oh, this is not canon and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. you got to understand, like the most, the most successful comic books out there sell, I think something like 30,000 uh, copies an yeah. issue. Oh my God. Which is <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. nothing. It's like a fraction of a percent of like the, the movie going audience. And it's harder than ever to sell movie tickets when people can just wait till it's on Netflix. Yeah. You know? So so just even though we may ourselves be like, oh man, you know, they can make this and blah blah blah. We are such a small audience that it really like, you know, d- don't uh, get too big for your britches there, kiddo. <laughs> so okay, so the next one's Code Geass. Code Geass. I, mean, I doubt it. Yeah, no. It's too out there. Full Metal Alchemist? Mm, no. no. Plus, it's too damn long for a movie. Yeah. That, Isn't that story a little too big for a movie? It, How are you going to condense that to two hours? Yeah, that would have to be like some sort of trilogy or something like that, and that's a ton of money they would have to pour into that. I don't know if that's worth the risk, to be honest. Naruto? Naruto. There's no way. <laughs> oh, my God, but how much would you love it? <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's some, that, I could see them making a Naruto live action, and having it be like another Dragon Ball piece of garbage. It's just scrap all these. None of these are going to yeah. be good. Angel Beats. No. no. Bleach. No. no. Elfin Laid. No. no. I'd, I'd like to see it, but it no. It couldn't possibly. It would be rated R in the first oh two God. minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would. <laughs> she, <laughs> dear God. She's naked the whole first episode. Yeah. All people, she does is kill people and walk around with their titties off hanging out. That, that's not going to work. Um, Toradora. Toradora. Mm. Yeah. Clonade. See, these are yeah, these are just, see. It's just too out there. These are just yeah. Soul Eater. No way. Steins Gate. Eh, maybe. Steins Gate. Mm. The time travel yeah, type Stein, thing. They could, yeah, yeah. It could. I think maybe it could. Steins Gates. People do love time travel. Yeah, that they could had, work. They had that movie. What was it called? Jumper or whatever. Yeah, Jumper. Jumper? Uh, well, no, 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 no. Jumper was when he teleported. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that a, was there was that another was Anakin movie. Skywalker. There's another movie with Bruce Willis. Oh, oh, Looper. 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 Looper was really good. Yeah, see, that's a time travel movie. Yeah, Steinsgate could work, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the anime, but the concept can work for sure. Yeah, I think for it's... For a Western movie. And it's and it wouldn't cost them much, because it's all there's no crazy, over-the-top action sequences with like giant mechs or monsters or anything. It's just people hanging out. Time travel <laughs> is something we've, that the Western audience has seen enough that I think they can sort of just accept it, that it's a thing. Definitely. You know? So that could work. Uh, Soul Eater, no. I mean, no. a lot of these are just so they're over sh- the top. They're shonen. A lot of these are shonen shows. Yeah. So, okay. Well, um, here are a couple more that I thought would work. I think Tokyo Godfathers would be great. Oh, that would be, yeah. So think about this. It's a, it's a, Tokyo Godfathers is like a, is like a family, warm, feel-good comedy, right? At least by the end of it. Right. It, it takes place during Christmas. Make it a Christmas movie. There's always a Christmas movie every year. Oh, yeah. Tokyo Godfathers, Christmas movie. Or you can give it a different name because Tokyo Godfathers, 
is a terrible title for Western audiences. Yeah, I was gonna say that that could be a problem having it be Tokyo, you know, Western audiences. Or like people people are gonna think The Godfather. Oh God, yeah. You know, like oh yeah, I want to watch The Godfather. It's kind of like um, actually, you know what? One we didn't mention, Akira. And there's been so much talk for years of them making a live action Akira. But again, the same problem that you run into with Tokyo Godfathers is that it's so Jap- Japanese centric. I mean, you know, you have, um, you know, obviously the name itself is a very Japanese name. The location is uh, Neo Tokyo. So, well, the first thing you heard about that was that they were going to change it to Neo New York. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then they were going to have Shia LaBeouf. Play the main character. You're already dead. As soon so, as, as soon as Western people hear, hear Neo New York, they're out. Yeah. So that dead in the water. I mean, although God, that would be an incredible live action movie if they did it right. But the likelihood of that happening is. Can you imagine the ending? That's impossible. Can't I even, can't. They couldn't even pull it off in anime form. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine the ending. That's a problem. Here, here's a great one. Ready? Mm-hmm. How about Red Line? Oh my God. Because people love Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I, Red Line is a bit over the top. Do you think so? I mean, I haven't watched the whole movie, full disclosure, but I've seen parts of it, and uh, it's over the top with all the aliens and stuff. But but you could adapt it, just yeah. the concept of it, like you know, drag racing with weapons, and I don't mm-hmm. know. They could, I think they could maybe make it work. I mean, Speed Racer wasn't a, was not a, a successful movie, right? But I don't think it's viewed as a terrible movie. No, I think, and I, actually, I know some people that really like that movie. I know uh, that it flopped. Yeah, uh, Cyber Speed in the chat just said one that. That hits me right in the feels. Gungrave. Yeah. Gungrave. Gungrave would make a very good live-action Western movie. Okay, why do you say that? Uh, it, I mean, first off, it's got great action in it, but it's not um, just over-the-top crazy um, action that would require a very high budget. It's just basically guns. Um, it's got, like, this mafia kind of feel to it. I mean, maf- more than mafia feel. It's about, like, the mob. And, I mean, it's got compelling characters. Um I feel like it's yeah that would do pretty well I would imagine it's now it does have a little bit of kind of like a fantasy element with the and and it gets a little weird with the way that he stays alive um have you seen Gungrave yes a long time ago okay so I mean it would get a little weird but I think they could make that on a not too expensive budget and I think it would do quite well the chat is shooting mostly shooting down my idea of Redline so yeah I guess that one's dead uh, I wrote down Perfect Blue. That okay. Satoshi Kon film about the 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 submarine? No, Perfect Blue is like a is like a it's like a suspense thriller about like a murderer. Okay, the the, the pop idol who's star who has a stalker. Oh yes yes yes. Okay, that movie is very. There's nothing really like abstract or anime about that movie, other than the fact that it's an anime film. Yeah, people love suspense movies. I mean, I think that that could that I think that could work. It might not be a huge. It's not going to make a hundred billion dollars or whatever. It's not going to be. It's not going to be the next. Avatar or yeah. Avengers, I but, think, but it could be successful. I, I think one of the keys here is to find something that they can make on a reasonable budget. Um, because, yes, there are some anime out there that would be absolutely incredible as live-action movies, but they would also cost $200 million. Right. Which is just, that's your, um, you know, you're asking for trouble if you make a movie for that amount. That's, you know, something that no one's heard of before. Well, Perfect Blue would be cheap. Yeah, like real cheap. Yeah. So that's that's the key is to make something that you can make cheap and that would have uh, appeal to Western audience. But uh, cut that rape scene out because that's never happening in, <laughs> in Western audiences. Definitely not. I only have one more. Planetess. Planetess. There's a small social or political or whatever issue you want, whatever you want to call it right now with with uh, debris and and garbage and space floating around the Earth. Right. 
Well, Planet Test is a show that at least initially is about garbage people who garbage collectors in space. Like the beginning yeah. sequence of that anime is a one single screw pinwheeling around the Earth, mm-hmm. and it plows like ten thousand kilometers per hour into the side of a space shuttle and right. kills everybody. One little screw. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's outer space, which we already said people seem to like, and it's a, and it's a current issue in our world. Mm-hmm. That the anime actually addresses, perhaps even prior to that being becoming an issue in reality. So, I think Planet Test could work. I mean, it's at its core, it's more of like a relationship anime, anyway. Well, uh, you know, one of the listeners in the chat named Chiaki has <laughs> said, "Your lie in April." Um, I... why Chiaki's Chiaki? Is she here? I I, I don't know. <laughs> Did she shrink? It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, Chiaki. I don't know how she's put it, giving her input. She's like she's jumping around on the keyboard typing. Yes, Chiaki is in the chat uh, contributing to the show even though she's not here, which is kind of odd. Yeah. So I like Planet Test. I also like Select Loop on the third films. People love heists. Ocean's Eleven. That's true. But do it correctly. Yeah, that would be tough to do. I mean, as far as like... Take Goemon out. He's, he doesn't work. Like Lupin like Lup- <laughs> and Jigen are just gangster guys, right? Yeah. Zenigata is just is just a detective. Fujiko is just a really hot girl. Yeah. But Go- right. Goemon's a samurai. Just take him out. He, I, there's I like some, him though. Goemon's awesome. But there's lots of episodes of Lupin and lots All right, well, of. Well, maybe they could have like Goemon's just a just kind of like a hint to Goemon, like cut to him for like a scene and then just like cut away or something. I don't know. Something. An homage. I homage. Goemon's awesome. Okay. Did you have any that you think would be successful? Um, any other ones? Uh, I think we pretty much covered most of them. Um, I have some here that I that I know would be failures. Oh, okay. As much as I hate it, um, Monster would be a failure. Really? It's too long. It needs like ten movies. They can sum that up. No, they no. They definitely no, can. No, 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 no. Monster has like 180 characters. There's no way they could do it. It's 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 seventy like seventy somewhere between seventy and eighty episodes and there's no filler. It's just story the whole time and hardcore story. Yeah, they couldn't do it. How okay? Well, Bcom in the chat says Samurai X. I think that could definitely work. Now I know obviously it's very Japanese because of the story, but look at the Last Samurai. I don't know that that was a financially successful movie, was it? I'm sure. Pull that up. Was. All right, I'll, I'll pull that up. But while you're doing that, Crest of the Stars. I love it. It would flop. There's no way. Little elf people that look like elves in like a sci-fi epic. There's no way that there's no way it could work. So the last samurai. Let's take a look at its worldwide box office. 140 million dollar budget. Yeah. Oh my god. Good god. He's done. 140 million dollar budget. Let's see. That's all U.S. Uh, worldwide. Where is it? Hmm. Does it not say world? Oh, here it is. Oh my god. 456 million dollars oh, worldwide. Really? Wow. So I would say it's a little successful. Okay, well maybe I think I think Samurai X could definitely work. Oh my god, that story is so powerful. It's basically, I mean, it, it shares a lot of similarities with the Last Samurai. Um, just in there's like romance elements in it and like the nobility and, you know. Well, I can't really agree with 456 million dollars. That's You didn't like Last Samurai? No, I liked it. I just said I can't disagree. Oh, you with, can't disagree. Oh, okay. I can't disagree with half a billion. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah, especially when it came especially out. Especially back then. Yeah. Good god. Um Fate Zero Massive flop. Definitely. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, oh, fans. Compl- I mean, that's Im- that, that, that would be impossible. Gurren Lagon, huge flop. Mm. Absolutely done. Um, any, I hate to say it, but I feel like anything Gundam is a failure, is a flop. The well, budget, first of all, the budget would be insane. 
It would be like 100% CG. It would cost like $300 million. Yeah, I mean, but Pacific Rim really kind of threw me for a loop because I did not anticipate that doing as well as it did. And if that can do it, I don't know. I don't know if Gundam could. They would have to make some severe changes to Gundam. Um, but just, Evangelion could. Evangelion wouldn't. Wouldn't. Would. Evangelion is basically the same exact thing as Pacific Rim. So yeah. I guess I don't see why not. But Shinji, you gotta quit being a little bitch. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's so true. Western audience would not stand for that. For the same reasons I said, uh, Bacano would be a flop. It's too violent. Mm-hmm. We can't have people dancing around in people's corpse blood. There's no way. Yeah. No. And Higurashi no Nakukoroni, we can't have eight-year-old kids ripping off each other's no, fingernails God, and stabbing no. each other to death. Okay, so in the chat, we've got another one here uh, from Fitnat Beck, another one of my favorites. I had considered that, but do you think do you think music movies have enough appeal to make it worthwhile? A thousand percent, yes. Do you know of any music Pitch movies? Perfect 2 that just came out and blew everything else out of the water. Pitch Perfect was pretty, pretty popular. Yeah, so I think Beck could definitely work um they had to learn how to speak english oh yeah yeah i mean okay. they would have to make it out i mean they would have to definitely americanize it like it's not going to be about a japanese kid i'm sorry did you just miss, did you, did you just miss my joke what oh because the english in beck is atrocious oh yeah yeah, yeah. in the in the in the original japanese the english oh, my god. oh dear god so bad. <laughs> yeah beck is one of those shows that you have to watch dubbed i'm sorry i know yeah. there's a lot of uh subbed purists out there but I watched it subbed. Jesus. <laughs> I watched it subbed, but to my defense, it wasn't dubbed yet at that point when I watched it. So. Yeah, you got to watch that one dubbed. But I, Beck could definitely work. Um, but yeah, they would have to westernize it a great deal. I think they're Which being, wouldn't hurt it that much, honestly. I think they're being sarcastic, but the chat says, kill a kill. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no. Can you imagine the headlines with a, with a mom raping her daughter yeah, two that's times? Not, that's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, that would not happen. She Sweet Home. We got Otaku Joe saying sweet, She Sweet Home would be a cute kids film. Oh, she is cute. She is a kitten, after all. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, th- I think there, there are movies that could be successful and movies that couldn't, but I think that the key is you really have to consider the budget. A lot of this stuff Absolutely. needs... Absolutely. So many of these movies need CG. Yeah. You know, with the exception of, like, Space Brothers, which you could probably do without anything. Right. Yeah. The budget, hugely important. Um, also how, how well it will it will it relate to an American or Western audience is right. incredibly important because so many of these anime are just so specific to those that are familiar with the genre that most of the you know yet to yet to consider if I take my mom to watch this movie will she have a terrible time or can she get into it right yeah so, well definitely don't you can't take her to kill a kill then yeah no that's not gonna work she'd like Beck I'm sure you think so? Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, I hope we did your topic justice, Baka Baka Bacchus and uh, Subaru. So, I think the moral of the story is there are anime anime movies that could be successful films. I don't I don't know. We'll have to see how long it takes for them to adapt any of these. I think it's I think it's going to happen. I think we've seen some some progress on that front with recent releases and uh, yeah, we'll just I, have to wait and see. I know that James Cameron was going to do Battle Angel. He's been wanting to do that forever. I would have said that Battle Angel would would not have would not be a successful film, but if but if uh, you've got James Cameron behind it, I think pretty much like you could basically make a movie about your about your clothes spinning around in the dryer. As yeah. soon as, as long as James Cameron's <laughs> name's on it, it makes three hundred million. So yeah. okay, so we're gonna take another news break, and when we come back, we're gonna do a review on Old Noah Zero. So, Old Noah Zero. Old Noah Zero. So we'll be back after the news break. 
Anime Addicts, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. First up, the global art licensing magazine Total Licensing has reported recently that Tatsunoko Production is developing a new speed racer, or Mach Gorogol. It's a new series with a modern audience in mind. The company seems to be investing in reintroducing the program to modern-day audiences with a new licensing program. The magazine also states that high-definition episodes will be available for the first time. In other news, Box Office Mojo has begun reporting Studio Ghibli's When Marnie Was There opening weekend earnings. Now, the film opened in just two theaters, the IFC Center in New York and the Landmark Noir in Los Angeles. And on its opening weekend, it earned just $27,338. Screenings will be expanding to more cities in the coming weeks, but just as a point of comparison, in Japan, the film earned an opening weekend gross of 379 million yen, or just over 3.7 million US dollars, from 461 screens on its July 19th premiere. If you're trying to see when Marnie was there in theaters, G-Kids has released an updated list of theaters for the film's North American release. For you Lupin fans out there, there's more information on the new Lupin III. This year's Lupin III television anime that will be bringing back the legendary thief will be starting with a wedding. In fact, it'll be Lupin's wedding? Now, I don't know if this is just a ruse or if it's legit, but Lupin will be getting married to a new character who is supposedly a rival to the mainstay heroine, Fujiko Mine. The first episode of the series, An Invitation to Lupin and Rebecca's Wedding, is addressed to Inspector Zenigata. We do know some things about this Rebecca. She's the young president of a conglomerate based in the Republic of San Marino, the story's setting. She's also worked as a model and an actress and has become an international gossip queen due to rumors of affairs with many celebrities. She has an independent and wild streak as well as a secret that she cannot tell anyone. So what do you think about Lupin getting hitched? In some crazy Japan news, J-Rock band Grand Rodeo is having an anniversary concert later this year in October and they've issued a dress code. Now, you might be wondering what to expect. Well, the dress code says that any female fans in their premium seats must wear bikinis. And you can find a video online stating what they qualify as an okay bikini and what they don't. Now, the band isn't inconsiderate. They did say that the girls should bring parkas just in case to wear over in case it's cold. But I have to wonder, where did this dress come from? And what is this dress code going to mean for the show? This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey there, listeners. My name is Ray. And I'm Luke. Together we are the, the Super Hammered Brothers. Brothers. On our podcast, we talk about video games, anime, comics, and so much more. Hit a clip for one of our episodes. That's always the funny thing I always thought about case clothes or detective gold, I want to call it. In each, each episode, there's always like murder left and right. And yet in Japan, like murder and violent crimes and crimes in general, like an old time low, one of the lowest in all around well, the world. Yeah, if you see a little kid with a little with a red bow tie, go, at the door, get away from the place. Run. Yeah. Do don't not. Wanna, don't do hang not. out there. I know that's funny fact that because every, like, they always find some random way to get there, right? Kind of like, oh, we got a 
a tickets to a, a ski trip. Let's go to the ski trip. Oh, look, there's a dead body over there. <laughs> Everywhere they went, no matter vacation. Uh, let's go. I need. Let's go get groceries. I'm hungry. Let's go get some dinner. Oh, damn it, another dead body. <laughs> and like, even like Conto, I'm like, are you kidding me? If you're interested in hearing more from us, go to our website, superhammeredbros.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, we are the Super Hammered Bros, and we hope you will geek out with us. Chiaki on Tokyo Nightclubs. So then I'm in this club, and here's the way it works with, like, the foreign guys in the clubs. They're like, I'm just kind of moving my shoulders, walking over to you. There's my penis! <laughs> <laughs> just my penis. So I decided I'm gonna dance with a Japanese guy because I'm like, I'm in Japan, I'm in a club in Tokyo, I'm gonna dance with a Japanese guy. And Japanese guys are the best people to dance with at clubs because they keep all the creepers away from you because you're dancing with someone. But like, one of the big thresholds we got to when we were dancing together was he held my hand. Guys, when dancing with Chiaki, you might want to keep it in your pants. Back to the show. And we're back to episode 279 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. So thank you, Chiaki, for your lovely nightclub story. We's back! Where, where, where would we be without Chiaki's drunken ex- escapade stories? I don't know, but I love them. I, 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 I'll tell you where we'd be. Where's that? On a hentai episode, which you can access through our Patreon account. What? Wait a minute, are you telling me that if I go to patreon.com slash AAA podcast? <laughs> that is what I'm telling you. That I can get access to the hentai episodes? Yes. Of which there are two every month? Yes. That's incredible. Yes, How much indeed. does this cost? It's got to uh-huh. be like at least $700 a day. <laughs> it's a gajillion dollars. <laughs> and, your, and your innocence. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be doing uh, All Know a Zero, which is a show that has a an absurd staff behind it, first of all. Let's just get that out there right now. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Yes, I believe Jesus was involved in the making of this show. Oh, really? That's what I heard. So is this like is this like actual Jesus or the... Uh... No, sweet Jesus. It's Jesus made out of uh, candy corn. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay, so very nice. So so the director is, is A. Aoki, whom pretty much everybody will at least know his work. If you haven't... This guy's so young. If you haven't... If, if you don't know his name, you'll know his work because he did Fate Zero... So that's probably what he's most known for. He did Girls Bravo, Hodo Musko, um, let's see, uh, Kata no Kyokai, at least some of it. Uh, he did, he did, um, Sh- uh, Shingeki no, no, wait, 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 wait. What else has he done? I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. He's done, like, Aoki is very prolific, and you can add. Been a busy young man. And you can add an know Zero to his list of things that people will probably remember. Um, and the music is done by Hiroyuki Sawano, who did the music for Attack on Titan, I think. So there's some ridiculous staff behind this this show. Yes, and someone mentions in the chat Gen Urobuchi, who uh, was kind of the concept creator for Aldo Zero. Um, I believe he directed the first or wrote the script uh, and directed the first episode. Um, but that's about it. He and he wrote the overall concept of the show. Um, yeah, he was the original creator of Fate Zero and Fate Zero Second Season. Right. Also, a bunch so. of other stuff too. I mean, he's yeah, he's pretty prolific. And Suicide No Gargantia, Psychopaths. I think that when when we first did the impression on this, this was an easy pass for me because it basically had 
all the same. I mean, it, ha- it even has the same, it even has the word zero in the title. It has almost the same exact staff as Fate Zero. Mm-hmm. So, Fate Zero being a really good anime, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Yeah, and I mean, after watching the first episode of Al Noah Zero, it, you know, if the the last two minutes of that first episode, that hooks you, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you even have the same theme song singer, Calafina. Oh I mean, God. come on. Right down to the singer of the theme song, you've right. got the same so, staff. Jumping into things I love about this show, that, that theme song and the rest of the music in the show. Amazing. Am- amazing. Like, I want this soundtrack right now. Oh, it's, it's, it's really good. It's incredible. That, to me, probably the best thing about the show is the music. And I love how intense moments during the show, they'll, play, they'll bring out the most tense moments from the songs. Yes. At the exact perfect moment. And you're just like, yeah, they'll start playing their poppy music. Or the girl will do her, her whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, man, we're good. Like, we should start a band. Yeah, right. So this anime is one that starts out with a political conflict. Yes. The while on, and correct me if I get any of this wrong, mm-hmm. while, while on a mission to the moon. Well, I think or, the first thing you should set up is there are two factions. You have the Earth and you uh, have yeah. the, the Martians. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. All right, I think my, okay. While on a mission to the, moon, to the moon, the Apollo 17 discovers an artifact on the moon that is used to connect the moon to Mars. I think that's correct. Ah, like uh, yes. Like a gate, a gate that is some, some artifact from an I, ancient civilization. Yeah, I believe so. They don't really go too deeply they into don't. it, but yeah. But basically, someone has already claimed these artifacts. Yes. The Ver's Empire has claimed these artifacts to be theirs, and it creates a conflict because the artifacts have such power that people can do all kinds of unbelievable things with them. And the conflict starts a war, like an inter- interplanetary war, number one or something, between the Ver's Empire and the Earth. And in the process of that, the part of the moon gets destroyed. Right. And, and for Verse, can we just say Martians? <laughs> like yeah, the Martians. Mars Empire. They call the Martians are Verse people, and they call Mars Verse. And it's like the middle name of the Emperor or something. Something like that. But they're Martians, Anyway, basically. yeah, they're Martians. But they look like people, so yeah. it's very much like uh, like um, Gundam Age. You have like the mm-hmm. empire, the civilization on the on Mars. Anyway, so the moon gets partially destroyed. Yeah, and gets wrecked. It gets wrecked. Like 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 half of it breaks off and turns into like an asteroid belt. Yeah, and because of that, it messes up Earth's gravitational pull, and Earth just gets ravished by by rising tides and just. Volcanoes erupting and all kinds of shit and tons of people died. Just like when Piccolo blew up the moon, that one that didn't he blow it up twice? He did. Yeah. How's that even possible? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You no. Does he blow it up twice? Yeah. He blew it up once when he was training Gohan. Right. And then later on, well, when was it Vegeta that transformed? Or no. Well, Vegeta throws an artificial moon up. Oh, okay. Right. Oh. But 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 regardless, without consequence at all. Like he blows up the moon and it's just like and whatever. Uh, Earth is fine. It's fine. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, and this anime kind of starts after the, they call it the, what, what is the, what, what is the disaster called? Oh my god, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's, the disaster has a name, and I'm sure someone in the chat will mention it, and the, it starts after the disaster. And right. you're, they're already aware that there's like this war between the two groups, and most of the, most of the cast members of the show are part of like a, like a, like a educational unit that teaches people how to pilot um, you know, we'll, vehicles of warfare. I'll right. call them. Well, there's been a there's been a time, a period of peace between when those wars took place and the beginning of the show. 
Right. There had been a time of no war. I think it was like 15 years was like when they said was the, when the last war took place. Right. So at this point, humanity is kind of doing its thing. Um, they do have like these mechs that they've built based off of the technology of the Martians. Um, although the Martians technology is still way more advanced way than better. humanity. And, and, um, oh, and the name of the, of the mechs is like impossible to say. Yeah, don't, don't, crack the frax don't, or something. don't worry about the names of the mechs or any of the people in the show. Hey, 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 hey. Because they're way too complicated and don't make any sense. A Salem, the princess's name is not too hard. Not too hard. It's, it sounds like Asylum. It's it, a Salem. Yeah. I'm sure that's not a mistake. I, I, I guess. Is she supposed to be insane? I don't think. It's no, to be if you give asylum. someone asylum from something, oh, you're like I'm protecting thinking, them. I'm thinking in an asylum. Oh, like an insane <laughs> asylum. So, but, um, so, so basically, there's been 15 years of peace. Uh, humans have Earth. Martians have been kind of like they're they're doing their thing on Mars, although they're not very happy because Mars sucks. It sucks because there's no water or anything. There's lots of uh, like dust and uh, yeah, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Lots like, of non fun stuff fun like dust. Um, so the humans are chilling on Earth now. They do have the technology of the mechs that we mentioned before. And kind of the kids, when they go to school, they learn how to work with mechs and stuff. It's kind of like they're part of their curriculum. Right. So then that's kind of, that's where we begin the first episode, I guess. Right. Basically. Um, did you want to talk about that? Since Well, the, the most of the first season of the show, at least, is conflict between, because the Mars Empire decides that they want, that they want the Earth because it's better. Okay. So before that, though. Well, yeah, of course, obviously, who wouldn't? Yeah. But first, the Martian princess gets sent to Earth on like a dipl- diplomatic mission, and she's on this like parade, and she's in her vehicle, and then the vehicle gets blowed up real good. Gets blowed up, and um, so the Martians are like, "Oh my God, the humans, the Earthlings, they just they killed our princess. We're going to war." Right. Uh, turns out it was all a ruse. Yeah, it was and all a ruse. The princess was never in the car, and she lived. And the, the the Martians actually set up the hit to give them an excuse to go to war. Right. So there's this group called the Orbital Knights mm-hmm. that basically want blood. They, they're they itching for a fight. And a great way to start a fight is to give you an excuse. So they they stage a conf, they, they stage an act of war that's actually caused by them. Yes, exactly. And you find out that she's not dead, like on episode three, so it's not a huge yeah, it's not a spoiler. Anything. You find out, yeah, pretty quickly. Plus, she dies like nineteen more times. So, <laughs> dear God, it's so true. So the next like bunch of episodes is a lot of fighting between between the me- between the two groups. How, how how do you feel about the the action in the show? Um, actually, the, actually, let me go back. How do you feel about the CG? Because the mechs are CG. Okay, yes, that um is something I did want to touch on because the CG I felt was very much overused. I feel like any time they showed a mech, regardless of what it was doing, it was in CG. Well, of course, that's like that's, that's like the choice they if, made. Yeah, which was weird to me because it's like in most other mech shows that you know, they'll only use CG for very complex, you know, animated scenes, but unless it's like, Knights of Sidonia. Well, Knights of Sidonia is pretty much all CG, basically. That's to be expected of that show. I feel like a lot of shows use CG for the mechs nowadays. I feel like they don't. I feel like Mecha is one of the hardest things to animate. It's yeah, it's so difficult to draw, and so they have to use. Yeah, you know, but when there's a scene, when there's a scene of two characters sitting still talking in front of a mech that's just standing there, like they could animate that. Come on, guys, we're just being lazy. Now. Or you mean like they could draw it not animated? Yeah, not in CG. They can draw that. So, but do you think it would be weird to have it have them in CG and then have them in not CG and then go back to CG? 
I kind of feel like I'd almost rather than be either yeah. all one or all the other. I get, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. But it's 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 jarring to the eye, at least to my eye. So so you don't like the CG? Not especially. I mean, I would prefer it to be classically drawn. Okay. But of course, there are budgetary reasons why they can't do that. So it's understandable. Um, not my biggest gripe with the show, but just something that is a little jarring to the eye. I would say. Brandon Goins in the chat says he hates CG and anime in general. I'm I'm coming around to it. But it needs to be decent CG. Like it I, definitely I, does. I, I think the CG in Ano Zero is decent. Like it doesn't look terrible. Yeah, it's decent. Um, it's CG, but it, you, can you hate it just because it's CG? I guess you can, but it doesn't no, look yeah. like shit. I know in um, the show you just mentioned, that's pretty much all CG. Nice of Sidonia, Nights of Sidonia which is awesome. That yeah, it, it was a very good show. But I will say that when I first when I watched the first episode, I was thrown. I was like, what? <laughs> like this looks weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So it is. So again, CG can be good. And Nights of Sidonia is a very good show, but I can't help the fact that it threw me off for a bit. You know, right. it is it is visually jarring. Okay, so then the next question I have for you is, how do you feel about the action? Like the actual fighting and mech uh, combat? Some of it was very good. Um, some of it was very formulaic. Some okay. Of, some of it was very... I can uh, see that. It was kind of, especially when it came to like fighting the knights. And uh, this is something that the show fell into in the first season very quickly where it was like every episode there was a new knight who was trying to kill them and they had to fight him and the way they beat them every single time was like there were slight differences in it like you know the the knight would have a different uh, main attack but it was it was very formulaic um and it was just there 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 wasn't a lot of intricate movement in the battle it was just kind of like shoot 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 dead well i didn't like what i didn't like about the fighting was and some of the some of the scenes are good like there was episode nine, I think, which is where, which is right before they get the, the right before the humans get the the giant, the Ducalion, the giant ship. Yeah, when they're fighting the um, the one that's flying multiple around. hands. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best episodes in the show. I thought that the action yeah. in that episode was great. That was a good episode. I'm but, sorry, I'll let you finish. But Inaho Kaizuka, the the kid who had whom whom you hate, who has no personality. Oh, the main character. The main the, character. The robot. Actually, I mean, I would almost say Slane's the main character, but he's one of the main characters. Yeah, he is very much like the white knight guy from I, from Code Geass, who kind of just flies in and the more I, everything up. The more I think about him, the more I hate him. He's so okay. I'm sorry. Well, 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 okay. He's, I'll let you rant. Oh, but okay, I'll hold it in. Yeah, it is it is formulaic at times because no matter what the situation is, he figures out how to win against impossible odds every time, and. I just feel like Odd No Zero didn't really have balls. You know, it's it's it doesn't suck as a show overall, but like I like I mean these these are situations where people should be dying. And for to have most of the characters in the show survive fight after fight mm-hmm. be on on the shoulders of of Inaho who figures out how to defeat these overpowered mech, mecha just based off of something really crazy. You're feeding the rage. Feeding the rage. Feeding your rage. I hate 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 Inoha. I, okay, the concept of him. It, 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 it's Inaho. Whatever. I don't care what his name is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> his name is freaking baloney. I don't care. All right. I hate him. His The whole idea of him is stupid. All right. He's, he's a kid. He's like 14 years old, you know, and for some reason, he is the only one who can fight these mechs and, and, and win the battles. And there's now I can understand that if there was something special about him, maybe well, he has he that. Said, he has the analytical unit in his eye. That's second season. I'm talking about from the very start. 
Okay. Okay. So I can understand that there was something special about him. Like in other shows where they've had characters like, oh, like Gundam Wing, they've been specially trained their whole lives. Or other shows where it's like, uh, you know, speak, staying on the same line of Gundam where they had, uh, I forget what they were called, but they were like uh, like an advanced form of human. So they had almost like precognition and stuff like that. I could understand if that was the case, but he's just a kid. He's just a kid with no special training, no special abilities, no special heritage. He's just a guy who is way younger than all these other grizzled veterans veterans who have been in wars and, and piloted these mechs for years. And yet everyone gets mowed down except him. Well, Not well, only well, that. Well, no, well, wait a second. Not very many people get mowed down in this anime. Most of the people that die are all like, are like inco are like no, no, non inconsequential. Everyone who's not one of the main characters gets mowed down. <laughs> like well, there are the just there's just do. there's just fodder. There's just mechs who are just getting sliced up and blown up throughout right. the show. Okay, yeah, that's but they're true. all people nobody knows. Right. And so everyone's getting destroyed except for some random kid who's way better at everything than everyone else. And and and, and as if that wasn't enough, he has zero zero personality he has no personality at all he is just like deadpan the entire time there's no reaction no emotional response to anything he doesn't have any particular things that he likes or doesn't like he's just a deadpan character who can be in the most intensive situation okay okay and just, okay and not only that okay uh, <laughs> i could understand i could understand if he was like this deadpan character because of something tragic happened in his past and so he's become so cold over the years nothing there's no reason he's just that's just how he is. That's just his character. He is he he is not a character. He is he is a rock. He is just a a rock, just sitting in a in a in a in a, in a mech that just somehow always wins, and that's it. That's him. Congratulations. There you go. Enjoy so, your character. Brandon Goyne said he sounds like Shinji. He's not like no, Shinji. No, no. I wish he was Shinji. I wish he was. Shinji's at least, too complex. At, no, because at least Shinji feels and reacts like some kind of human. This guy, nothing. No response. Nothing. Okay, okay. I All hate right. him. I hate him so much. All right. All right. Do you want me to... Do you, do you need a hug? <sighs> no, need I need more beer. Okay, drink your beer. So, yeah, I, there. that is like... People have criticized Aldo Zero for for him, but I don't think that very many characters in the show suffer from the same problem that he's got. You have, you have the princess of Salem who, despite being a simple character, is a very emotional one. Then you have the other character, her sister, Lemrina, who mm -hmm. is also not deadpan. Slane is not deadpan at all. No. You have um, uh, the guy, Inaho's sister, who's mm -hmm. not deadpan. Then you have Inaho's like, love interest girl, who's not deadpan either. Yeah, I mean, they're, but they're all various kind of tropes. Like they're, I wouldn't say they're deep characters. I don't characters. really agree with that. Slane no. is. Slane's probably the deepest of the characters. I don't, I, I don't agree that they're tropes. I don't really feel like that. I, that one girl, that one uh, I totally, Sundere girl or whatever she is. I won't argue with the with with the uninteresting main character of Inaho, but other than him, I didn't. I, I personally didn't have a problem with the characters. Don't the tell me to calm down, Shizuo. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Sorry, Shizuo in the chat. Just tell me to calm down. Okay, so um, I, I honestly thought that the, <laughs> the action in the show was pretty good. The show does some interesting things throughout the course, like, one of the girl characters, and here's a perfect example of a not of a non-deadpan character, goes out of her way to strangle the princess to death. Yeah, in like episode eight or something, strangles her to death. Oh no, no, that was way past that. That was like episode eleven or something. No way. Yeah, it was. Episode eleven was right at the end when they were having the big battle. 
This was it was past. This was right after. Which they episode got the du- was the one where they fought the multiple handed person? That was nine. It was like eight or no, nine. That was, yeah, that was early on. This was right after they got the Ducalion. It might okay. even have been the same episode. Yeah. So, it's you got some. You have some decent characters in there, but the problem with the show is that it's like, God, just kill the princess girl. She dies more times than Krillin. Yeah. Um. She th- dies a lot. Yeah. K- kind of. Going a little bit back to, to talk about Slain, to talk about how he interacts with the characters um, in that episode with the multiple-handed um, knight or whatever person um, that we were just discussing. It's where you meet kind of where Slain kind of meets Inoha or Inaho or whatever. Yeah, um, meets him for the first time. Right, and so Inaho, 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 Inaho. Would you you could call him Kaizuka if that's easier? No, no, I'm just gonna call him Robot. So the robot. Oh, is is trying to like protect the people and fight and stuff. Right. And then Slane comes flying in on this like kind of jet thing and helps him out and they take out the bad guy and they and they do it together and they succeed and hey, Slane comes in, he saves the day, everybody's happy. And then Robot just like shoots Slane out of the sky for no reason and says, You are my enemy. When he just saved your life. He just helped you and everyone else. And then you just shoot him out of the sky and, be, and say, you are my enemy, which is prior to that, Slain was a good guy. All Slain wanted was to save the princess and to help these stupid earthlings and help this dumb robot. And then the guy just it's like... It's warfare. Then the, he, no, he's, no uh, it he's... makes zero sense. He just saved your life. If, like, if you're getting attacked and I come in and like kill the person who's trying to kill you and then you just shoot me in the head and you're like, you're my enemy. It's like, what? What? That doesn't make any sense. And then not only that, but in that same episode, um, so Slain becomes the bad guy, whatever. Then they magically find like a hole in the side of a mountain where there's like... That big ship? Yeah, where there's like, there's there's a place where they can go and hide where there's another like ship that they can get and it's just in a random mountain that just so happened to be exactly where they were. The writing's low. And the entrance just so happened to be where like a missile hit. And then not only that, but... In that episode, right after that episode, when Slane gets shot down, he lands. He lands in the water, or whatever. He's you know the very next episode, he's being tortured on Mars, and it's like, how did you even get there? They never even discussed that. He's just chilling on Earth, and the next episode, he's being whipped. Well, I presume on that Mars. they go get him. They have to show you everything. <laughs> no, but you can't just make that kind of leap. I don't really agree with your with the comment about shooting down Slane because. I co- well, I mean, how do you not agree with that? Well, you saved his life. You're a trained military soldier. No, just because some guy no. saves your life doesn't mean that you're automatically like you know on. The you same should team. at least maybe have a discussion. What if it's a ruse? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't, know. I don't think <laughs> but so. you should at least have a discussion about it. Maybe it's kind maybe of, like, hey, who are you? What are you gonna do? Like, hey, like land what are you Mex- doing in that that that? Are you are you a human? How did you get that that uh, that airplane? I don't know, man. Anything, something. Don't just be like. Oh, wow, sweet. Thanks for saving my life. Boom, you are my enemy. I mean, you just called Inaho like a robot soldier. So he's a f- so, so maybe he's acting like a robot and thinking very so simplistically so about it. You know so what I mean? So stupid. I think that the anime gets <laughs> criticized for its writing more than anything. Yes, I agree. People seem to really like the first season and really seem to hate the second season of the anime. And um, the second season... You know, they they continue to fall into... The problem with the show is is... The monster of the week type setup. And why does this kid get to make all the decisions? He's 14 years old. What I want to know is... He's with a military base. Why is he calling all the shots? It doesn't make any sense. Because it's anime. I hate this character. Don't you Uh, know that in anime, kids always pile up the mecha? 
This is so stupid. They always pile the mecca. It's always kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. At I'm least sorry. he doesn't whine about it. I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. At least he doesn't whine about piloting the mecca. I'm I, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's okay. So, the the monster of the week style setup and the and the in the event in the in the way that the anime kind of goes from event to event, particularly at the ending of the show, the ending of the second season, it makes me feel like the writing in the show was really kind of weak. The the ending makes no sense to me at all. It was very unsatisfying. I I'm not gonna I won't reveal the ending of the show, but honestly, I wasn't satisfied with how it ended at all. And I really like the show. I, I don't I don't really hate Inaho as much as you do. I hate him so much. I mean, just because he's a dry <laughs> character doesn't mean it's worth ranting over for me. He's a dry character and none of his actions make any sense. I'd rather watch a dry character than watch a character who's a Moe blob. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's mostly what we get from anime. So I mean, but that's like the lesser of two evils. Come on. I mean, I know you value characters more than anything, as you've said. Yeah. I value story more than anything. But honestly, I'd rather watch. I'd rather have ten Inahos and then have two of the characters from Lucky Star. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so funny. I just throw that out there. Yeah the the second half of the show is a little weak. They don't really. I feel like they don't flesh out the political conflict enough. With it, there's a lot of political turmoil inside of the Verz Empire, in in the second season of the show, and I don't feel like they did a very good job of sort of outlining everyone's backgrounds. And I think maybe they needed more time. Honestly, either that or they misused the time that they did have. I would say the latter for sure. You know, so, but um, but overall, I. I didn't. I definitely didn't hate Odd No Zero at all. The music, oh, the way it looks, I think it looks fantastic. I, I think, think it visually looks, it's stunning. I think it looks good. Yeah, I think there good. are, without a doubt, scenes, especially towards the end. Um, I noticed it a lot at the end of the first season. There were scenes where it was just like, you would look, if you would pause it and just look at the image that's on the screen, you're like, what? What happened there? Did they run out of money or something? Like... I don't know what happened, but there were definitely a few scenes that were uh, that were oddly poorly animated. But overall, I'd say yeah, it looked pretty good. I mean, the emotions of the Verz Empire soldiers at the end of the show. I mean, they go from "I'm going to kill everybody on Earth" to "Oh, it's okay, <laughs> we're going to be friends," and then back to "I'm going to kill everybody on Earth" all in the same five minutes. It it gives me that same feeling I had with with Gundam Age. Where everyone's just like, oh, we're going to be friends. It's all good. What's you know? the um, other boy's name? Slain. 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 That's exactly what he was like. Like, his whole his whole purpose was to save the princess. He's like, I just want the princess to be safe. We don't need to be going in here and killing these humans for no reason. I got to find the princess, keep her safe. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I'm just going to kill everybody for no right. reason. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to get whatever, whatevs, killing I, everybody, I, blah, I, blah, blah, blah. I, I didn't really follow the transition of him being being a person who was empathetic to Earth to being a person that wanted to just wipe everybody out. It just, yeah, it just, okay. I And I didn't understand what he wanted to do with his quote-unquote like new empire he was trying to, trying to create. I feel like he doesn't discuss enough about what the hell the deal is with that for me to really understand what it was. No, I mean, well, at the very end of the first season, spoilers... Everyone dies. Well, that's basically. I mean, the princess dies. The robot dies. The the bad guy that was running things die dies. It's true. And then in the first episode of the second season, it's like, lol, J.K. Everybody's still alive. That's a comment that I heard. And now Slain's evil. (laughs) I heard other podcasts make that same comment. Yeah. Where 
you don't really know what they're going to do with the second season of All No Zero because so much so much crazy shit happened at the end of the first season. And then crazy, even even crazier, everyone's like alive again and everything's still <laughs> it's continuing. Like, it's just like whatevs. I feel like I feel like the writer fucked up and he was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Wait, 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 like, wait a second. There was a second season? Oh, oh shit. Uh, they're all still alive. Let's okay, cool. we're going to revive them all. Phoenix Downs. <laughs> Phoenix Downs. Everybody gets a, a, a mega Phoenix, you know? We're going right. to revive the whole party. We're going to we're going to we're going to pull out Yuna for, for for 5 seconds and have her cast uh, you know, Phoenix, uh, have her cast life on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely yeah. I I heard some other some other reviewers talking about how like you just, you know, you think everybody's dead. Surprise, everyone's back. But um, yeah, the uh, so I'm I'm getting the feeling that overall you didn't really care for all No Zero too much. Um, there were things in All No Zero that I enjoyed, other than the music. No, but <laughs> no, I no, mean everything uh, other than the music. No, no, I mean okay, so I feel like All No Zero was an interesting concept. Um, but I think it was just overall poorly written. Um, I feel like the characters were just like, I mean, and specifically the main character. And, and really that's who everyone kind of like looks towards is the main character. That's, that's the, that's the, the focus of the show. And he was just so lacking and I don't know why they made him the way they did. I, I mean, the, the thing that popped into my head is maybe they just tried to make him a blank slate so that you can kind of like, put your own personality traits on him. That's a terrible way to do that. Um, How does someone who gets shot through the eyeball live? Yeah, I guess it's possible. Is it? I guess. I mean, I don't know. It depends on the, where the bullet goes. and Right through his eyeball. Yeah, but did it go like, like did it skim his eyeball and go well, out? They had to replace yeah, it. I don't know. And they had to replace his eyeball. So yeah. I'm guessing they had, guessing it went like right through it. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I wish it would have killed him. And I yeah. wish it would have happened in the first episode. You know, when the when the princess this is a spoiler coming up. Uh, when the princess wakes up the third time, the second time, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, she takes like three bullets and she doesn't die. I she, don't know how that happens. Yeah, two bullets. She takes one straight through the heart, and the other one right in the dome. And, and she, still she lives. <laughs> so she doesn't die, and then I'm like, wow. And then she and then she wakes up from her little hyperbolic sleep or whatever she's in and then like in the same episode her sister comes upstairs and she points pointing a gun at her and then they cut away and i'm like oh my god they're gonna kill her again <laughs> like how many times <laughs> are they gonna kill this poor girl she gets strangled to death she gets shot twice she gets <laughs> presumably blown up in a car yeah just... yeah so I, I don't know i i uh, I, I really liked all no zero overall i think i'm starting i'm convincing myself down to a lower score though as i talk about it yeah I mean, gosh, I don't know, man. But overall, just, I really like the music. The music's amazing. The I music's liked, beautiful. I, 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 the soundtrack, get that. Don't watch the show. Just get the soundtrack. I like the visuals. I liked some of the action scenes. I thought they seen. I thought the first, the first fight with the Orbital Knight, where they found his weak point by seeing where the water didn't. That was cool. But the then the they did the same thing for pretty much every <laughs> enemy. So, um, I liked some of the fighting. Yeah. But you know the characters weren't very good, mm. and the story was really kind of uh, disconnected at times, especially in the second season. And I don't really see a, I don't really see a very strong need to continue going on and on about it. And no, um, 
So. It, it hurts me. It really does. It's like, I just want a good show. Yeah. I mean, we had Shidobako, which is great. That was a good, that was a really good show. I, I, uh, I don't know what you're talking about because I've reviewed a whole bunch of good shows lately. Shidobako, I loved. I loved Yo Mushi Pedal. I love Parasite. <laughs> Yo Mushi Pedal, get out of here with that. <laughs> I love Parasite. Everybody but you likes Mo- Yo Mushi Pedal. No, that is not true. It is. Because it's the most, po- it was the most popular show in Japan for like two years. Well, I don't a, know. A, a cash, a, it printed money. It was like the 3DS. It printed money. Get out of here. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I, I loved Parasite. I haven't watched Parasite. I, I like and I like this show. I don't. Li- I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't marry it. I didn't. Mm. I didn't. If I didn't, you like it so much, why don't you? I didn't marry wed it? and bet it. You know. But yeah. I'm gonna give you it. You hit it and quit it. I'm gonna give it. I'm talking myself down. I'm gonna give it three and a half bionic eyes out of five. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Oh boy. Um. What's the lowest score we can give? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't think I've left a lot to the imagination with my thoughts on Noah Zero. Clearly, I thought the characters, namely the main character, who is the focus of the story, was absolutely atrocious. Practically, his personality was non-existent. Uh, the animation was okay. It wasn't anything to. It was uh, good. It wasn't anything to write home about. I thought it looked good. It wasn't incredible. It was you know, was, you know as good as as good as. It, if it was if it was worse, then I would be like, why is this anime so animation so bad? Because it's like there's a, there's like a common level of quality that's to be expected of a mass release show. Um, I thought I thought it so good. it met that level for me. Um, the music was awesome, which is great. Um, the story, the writing was just oh jeez, okay, uh, very rough. Gosh, I. I wish I didn't have to watch the show. That's that's not a good sign. So I'm gonna have to give Aldnor zero. I'm gonna have to give it two Aldnor drives out of five. Wow, you're really gonna burn it. Yeah, I, wow, it's a really bad like it. show for me. I, it's just a bad show. When are we gonna find a show that you like, Kazuo? We did. I've um, Shidobako. That was like Shidobako was like three. I months like Shidobako. Like I like I liked Free. I liked, that was like years ago. I know. God. We man, you're, man, you, man, you hate things more than me. <laughs> I, just, I, I just, I have. You're going to get a reputation. You're going to be the, hey. new, you're gonna be the new Mitsugi. You know what, man? You ate, you ate the Mitsugi bacon, and now oh my you God. have become oh, a disciple. What's, oh, what's beca- oh, I'm getting guns now, and my hair is going. <laughs> your hair, oh, you're balding, you're balding, and your biceps are getting bigger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so 3.5 and a 2 is. 5.5, which is 2.75, so we round up to a 3 out of 5. So the final score for all no zero is a 3 out of 5. I think mm. it's probably reasonable. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, so that was the review on all, all no zero. I'm not really sure what we're doing next week, but I think I, I'm thinking it's either going to be I think I think it's got to be Fate Zero, right? No, is Fate, it, no, Fate Zero is still, still running. running. Yeah. Well, I guess it's going to be Kimi no Uso then. Yeah, we could do that. So... Okay, so this brings us to a close of the 279th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. <sighs> I feel like I got a lot, a lot off my chest. Yeah, you were you were raging. Man. You're a rager. I need a cigarette, not even smoke. Why don't you finish your beer? Okay. You can find us at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes and Facebook, and we're on Twitter. You can tweet us at aaapodcast or at aaacosuo. So we got lots of Twitter handles going on there. Yes, we're live on YouTube every every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 
uh, youtube.com. So check us out on there. And of course, the Patreon account where you can see both both Chiaki's panties and Mitsugi <laughs> taking a shower yes. in, in the Patreon video. And also on our YouTube channel every Wednesday, an episode breakdown will go up. Right. Which uh, episode two of Golden Boy is coming up this Wednesday. And we actually bought a couch for the show. So Chiaki on the couch will be starting soon as per the Patreon account, Milestone. So I'm staring at the couch right now. It's facing right across from me. So look forward to that coming up probably sometime in the next two weeks. We still have to uh, set up some more stuff in the studio. But, um, yeah. Thank you for everybody who joined us live in the chat. It's, uh, it's, been, it's always great having you interact with us, and the live show would literally cease to exist without you. So thank yes. you, as always. You guys are great. And um, we're going to see you guys next week on the uh, AAA podcast. All right. I hope we made your anime addiction worse. I hope so, too. I love you all. And uh, see you next week. <laughs>